Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. We're so glad you're here this morning. We'll get right to it. Get your Bibles out and turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, verse 18 through 35, for a message titled, Doubt. Verse 28, For I say to you, among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Now, that's quite a statement when you think about it. I mean, there's been some pretty good prophets, right? You think about the Old Testament, Moses, for instance. I mean, what did Moses do? I mean, did all those 10 miracles, those 10 plagues in Egypt, he led the children of Israel out from Pharaoh, he parted the Red Sea, and they walked over on dry ground. I mean, of course, God did all that, but, you know, Moses was used as a prophet to do all those things. He brought manna, he brought water from the rock. I mean, it was, it was incredible, the things that Moses did as a prophet, John's greater than that? Or or what about the prophecies concerning the end times and the Messiah? There's probably not a greater prophet, if you could think of it, than Isaiah, who wrote all the, I mean, Isaiah 53. And, you know, all these messianic prophecies that that Isaiah wrote. And then just the prophecies of the people that he was dealing with there in, in, in Israel, or in Judah, as he prophesied against them. And they all came to pass. I mean, great prophet, then, of course, there's Jeremiah, and there's Daniel, and there's Elijah, who also had many mighty miracles and works that he did. And just to name a few of the heavy hitters, how is John a greater prophet? What miracle did John do? None. What amazing prophecy did John write? How did he foretell the future? He didn't. But what John did that made him greater than all the Old Testament prophets, in fact, John would seal up the Old Testament and become the last of the Old Testament prophets, was he was the one who was chosen by God to point to Jesus and say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And in that one action made him the greatest prophet that ever lived. He's the one. Calling people to repentance and calling people to believe in and follow Jesus. No one born among women was greater than John. But then he says something strange there in verse 28. He says, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. What? What does he mean by that? Well, no one born among women is greater than John, right? John was born of a woman. He was the last of the Old Testament prophets. He was the last one to tell the people that the Messiah is coming. That's what the prophet's job was. But he wasn't born again. And as Christians, we have better promises, the Bible tells us. That we have a new covenant that makes us in proximity to God, sons and daughters of God, through adoption. That we have a new covenant in Jeremiah 31 that tells us that he writes his name upon our hearts and on our minds. That we know him and he knows us. We are his children and he is our God. 
we have a promise of better things. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, for them, they would die and they would wait for a time. You know, John didn't have to wait very long, but they'd wait for a time. And then when Jesus died on the cross, he would, he would bring all those people to heaven. But before that, there wasn't the same promises that we have. And the new covenant is built on better things than the old covenant was. And so John would be the last one to, to share the message of the old covenant. And Jesus becomes the bearer of the new covenant and the Holy Spirit who indwells us starting from the day of Pentecost until, until today when every single person who puts their trust in Jesus Christ has the, the God of the universe dwelling inside of them. And then the promises that we have, we're going to be getting to those in the book of Revelation on Wednesday nights. I hope you'll join us for that as we look at some of the promises to the seven letters to the seven churches. It's phenomenal what God has promised us. So verse 29, it says, And when all the people heard him, even the tax collectors justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. So these people have been baptized by John, and because of that, they followed Jesus. And so what this passage is saying is that they knew the way of God because of what John preached. But it wasn't helpful to the scribes and to the lawyers. Why not? Because they wouldn't admit that they were sinners in need of a Savior. They would never admit it. They, they were never wrong. They believed that they were absolutely justified by the works that they had done and the things that they'd done. And there was no repentance. There was no asking for forgiveness. There was no need of a Savior. Hey, I am saved because of my moral fortitude and the things that I've done. And so you can't tell me that I'm a bad person. I mean, like I said last week, you know, they pray every morning. They get out of bed. They say, thank you, God, that I'm not a Gentile, a woman, or a dog. This is how pompous these guys were. They did not have any, any expression that they were evil in their hearts. And they did not love God, and they did not love people. And because the fruit in their life was bad, they believed they were saved based on the things that they were doing. But actually, they were not saved because they would not come to God and receive his righteousness, which is only through Jesus Christ. We can't be righteous by being a good person. We can't be righteous by thinking we do good things. You know, praise God if you do benevolent things or nice things for people. But that is not what makes you acceptable before God. The only thing that can make someone acceptable before God is by putting their trust in Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made on the cross. And when we trust ourselves to him, we pass from death to life and we become a new creation. Verse 31, and the Lord said, what then shall I liken the men of this generation? What are these Pharisees and these Sadducees like? And what are, what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another saying, we play the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourn for you and you did not weep. It's funny to watch my kids before they turn teenagers. They play this stuff out. You know, what, what he's talking about is the parents would take their kids to the marketplace and all the kids would know each other. And so the parents would go into the shops or to the booths and they'd buy their meat and their, their goods and whatever they needed to buy. And the kids would all play. And just like it always is when kids play before they're teenagers, they say, let's pretend, right? Have you guys ever played that? Like, let's pretend that the floor is lava. How many of you guys did that as a kid? This is like a thing, right? I mean, a lot of kids, it's the floor's lava. You know, that's, I don't know why, why every kid comes up with that. But, and then everybody all of a sudden jumps onto the chair, you know? And then they jump from place to place. And then I come in and I'm like, knock it off, guys. Stop roughhousing, go outside. You know? <laughs> 
but th- what, what he's saying is they're, they're playing. I remember one time I came in and my kids were saying something like, let's pretend like you're an army guy and we are orphans because our kids just got killed by the bad guys. And so you came in and we were crying and you say, why are you crying? And then the other kid says, why are you crying? <laughs> you know, it's like they script their play and then one, one kid usually scripts it all and the other kids just repeat whatever he says and that's, the, that's what they're playing. And that's exactly what Jesus is talking about. He says, we played a wedding song. That's the, the, the literal of what he's saying here. We played a wedding song and you didn't want to play wedding. You wouldn't dance. And so you didn't want to play wedding. So, okay, let's play funeral. And we played a dirge or a, a funeral song and you didn't mourn. You know, and that was the idea is they were supposed to play along, this play acting that they were doing. He says, but they wouldn't play. Have you ever had that when you're playing with your brothers and sisters, your friends, and and there's just that one kid who's a stick in the mud? He's like, I don't want to play that. I don't want to play that. No, I don't want to play. My brother, we had a brother, he was the youngest, and we called him King Baby, because that's what he always did. He's like, we only could play what he wanted to play, and so... Forget it, King Baby. You know. Anyway, the other day he sent me a picture of King Baby, and he sent it to me because it was a store or something called King Baby. Remember this? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but, but that's what he's saying. He says, that's what you're like. You just whine all the time, and you're not satisfied with anything. Notice verse 33. He says, for John the Baptist came neither eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Isn't that interesting? God sends to them an ascetic, somebody who is completely separated from the world. He's a monk, really. He goes out into the wilderness. He lives off the land, eating locusts and wild honey, so grasshoppers and chasing off bees so he can get their, their honey from their hive. And that's what he eats, and that's what he lives on. And he's wearing crazy, you know, strange clothes. And his beard's growing long, and he's living out in the wilderness. And, and you, you think, okay, here's a guy who's, who's completely separated from the luxuries and the pleasures of life, and he's just out there preaching a message. And you don't want to hear from him. Oh, that's just too weird. He must have a demon. But then the Son of Man comes, and he comes, and he, 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 he'll meet with a Pharisee. He'll sit down with a Pharisee. He'll sit down with a tax collector. He'll sit down with a sinner. He, he, and he heals people, and he has compassion on people, and he, he's around people, and, and the crowds gather around him. Oh, you know, glutton and a wine-bibber a friend of sinners. He says, you're never satisfied. You know, it's a lesson for us as Christians because I think that God, he does this. And, and I, I think that we, we don't see it. And in fact, we, we kind of become angsty about other expressions of Christianity because we're like, oh, they're just too strict or they're too formal or they're too weird and, and they're too crazy over here. And, and I don't have, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with any of those people because they're just too bizarre for me. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.